gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's your favorite boy, your man, Highlight Real, a.k.a. the Prince of Botch. We are in the house. You already know what time it is. Welcome to another dope edition of the Life's a Botch podcast featuring your friendly neighborhood, Prince of Botch, baby. How y'all feeling today? Y'all still alive? Y'all still good? Quarantine ain't got you going crazy yet, right? Hey, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm here for. Here to keep you guys uplifted, feeling good, loving life. And today I got a really, really dope guest in the house. And you know what? Y'all already know, man. When it comes to these guests, man, I just I just gotta go straight into this thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's there's no need to like kind of hold off on nothing, you know, just get y'all right into it. So without further ado, I want to bring on this very special guest. And to my YouTubers that's watching this live, that's watching this on the on the playback, you can see it. You already know what's coming. So without further ado, this woman right here is very, very, very intimidating in the ring. Very, 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 very intimidating. In fact, as a man, I fear for my life a little bit because I know she is known as the man eater. She is Ring of Honor's own Maria Manic. How you doing? How you I'm doing? good. Awesome. awesome. Welcome to the show. It is so great to have you on today. I'm so glad you're still nice to me. I, <laughs> I was late. I was very late for the show, we'll say. Hey, no worries. Yes, you are. I'm always, you are here. I always, I'm always late, but I always show up. You know what I mean? So it's like, at the end of the day, I do care. I would I just, say, <laughs> look, you, you, you are fashionably late and ready yes. to party. You know what I mean? That's it's all what, for fashion. It's all for, it's all part of my style. So come on now, you know. And here at the Life Sabaj podcast, I just want to let you know. Sometimes, even in the interview sesh, your boy might botch a question. Maybe you botch an answer. Anything can happen on Life Sabaj. I was sometimes. gonna say I, I like that name because I feel like that's what I, if I could like title my life something. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know what else I would call it inside Life Sabaj. <laughs> it's and you scary know, when you realize for for a sport that people call fake, when you mm -hmm. realize how real wrestling really is. Yes. Like if it's some sort of a metaphor, it's the most real thing you'll ever encounter in your life. It's crazy. I try, I try to tell people, and you know, this is why I love th having this show because I have a lot of listeners who, you know, they're casual fans. Maybe they're full fans, hardcore fans. And some who probably don't even know a single thing about pro wrestling, but yet this show alone seems to get them interested and want to learn more about it. And I try to tell them, I'm like, hey, step into the ring, man. And that's how you see how real it is. Trust me, you're going to botch a time or two in that thing. So, you know, it is many, great to have many times. <laughs> so, many um, times. First off, let's let's just want you know how's quarantine life going for you right now? Like how how are you enjoying it? Like how are you staying productive for yourself right now? Uh, honestly, is it, it this is like I don't think my life has changed at all because I'm kind of a homebody realistically. I like to I like to go out and do things, but I like I like coming back to my home. I like doing my thing, my routine. So nothing is really like for me. Like going to Walmart is like my activity. So like as long as that's not. <laughs> When they shut Walmart down, then I'm mm -hmm. oh, I'm done. <laughs> I have yeah. no reason to continue. But uh, my life is not much different. I'm still doing my thing at home. Like I like decorating my house. I'm like I'm literally a grandma. Like I tell wow. people, like I am not what I appear. I am very chill. I like to be in my house. I like to walk my dog. Um, so as long as those things stay, nothing changes for me. I I, I will say I'm a little bit um, 
depressed not having wrestling, not having, and it's not even the wrestling you miss, but just going to the event and seeing my friends and all my friends are in the wrestling business. So it's like without wrestling, I don't have that connection. So I'm trying to make sure I stay close to all my friends and talk to them on the phone and still keep that connection. But it's, it's hard not having something to force me to leave the house and go do. And I, I miss the excitement of it. Like just the excitement of shows, like the up and down, the, the nervousness and the, the panic and the botches and <laughs> just all of that. I definitely miss it. Oh but yeah. It makes you realize you don't, you don't realize how much you appreciate little things until, you know, they're not there. So I yeah, think it's good for everybody. That seems, that seems to be the, the major life lesson of 2020 so far. Don't you think? I mean, it's like, we, we, we lose a, a legendary NBA player. We, we're all sitting at home now, and we're just kind of, like, really embracing loved ones more than ever, you know? It's like, man, 2020 really found a way to just bot-slap everybody in the face and just let us know, hey, appreciate life, man. It can you be going like that. I also didn't realize, I didn't have the, I, I always appreciated the fans, but I did not understand how important the fans are. The fans are literally more important than the wrestlers because, without and that goes for any entertainment industry or any sport without the fans who are you there's no sport you know what i mean there is but sure you're doing it to make yourself happy but you're also doing it to make the fans happy and to get a reaction out of somebody without the fans we don't have wrestling (laughs) so it's like you realize how uh crucial they are and you know uh I think taking the time, I think wrestlers, like, we kind of brush off messages and things we get, because we get a lot of them, but it's like, take the time to thank every single person that supports you and let them know how much you do appreciate them, you know, without them, you're nothing. You know, I totally agree with that. I mean, as a fan of pro wrestling for many, many years now at this point, like, it it really is one of those things, it's a mutual appreciation, because even us, the fans appreciate the talent you know we appreciate you guys for the fact that i mean it's watching wrestling right now like to watch it and see like aew and wwe still you know you commend them because they're still trying to put the show on for you but like when you watch it and you're like man no fans this is like so hard to get into like you're into it but you're not fully into it because you're like man and and you and you wonder like you guys like i know there's you know as someone who performs as well like there's a certain zone you put yourself in, and I know yeah. it's tough to feel that adrenaline when there's like no fans in attendance, you know. So it was sad. I saw a match. It was a WWE match, and it was a very, very good match when it comes to like wrestling. You know what I mean? Like actual wrestling. But I, it was so good. But I was just like, it's. I'm so uninterested because there's no. And I'm. I'm this like. I. I react to what I'm given. So like. If the crowd is not really hot for me, like, I'm not going to do my, and that's horrible to say. It's like, <laughs> you don't want to see me do that, then I'm not going to do them. But if I feel that energy, then you're going to bring out a whole different person in me. Damn. But I, I need that energy. I don't need it, but I, you know, it's, it's motivation. It's like, it's, it, I, I think it, it's, it's very interesting to see wrestling this way because we've never seen that, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's, and I, I agree with you there because um, one thing I, I always remember hearing wrestlers talk about was, when you go out there as a character that you're putting on, that you've created, you know, when you head out, the one thing you want is some form of reaction, yes. whether it's cheers, whether it's booze, a mixture of both. Mm-hmm. But the one thing you don't want is no Silence. reaction. <laughs> and that to me, that to me goes for anything. Like, uh, you know, I do YouTube stuff too. And just any social media, like even if I'm getting all negative reactions, 
I don't care. I want a reaction yeah. because, and who, and people think that any, you know, anytime they see me on any social media, that, that that's me. It's like, just because I'm not in the ring doesn't mean I'm in character. You don't know when I'm in character and when I'm not in character. I could be in character literally all the time, except when I'm with my family and close friends. Like you never know when the, the acting stops. I think yeah. people forget that. Anytime you're on any social media platform, you could be playing a role. Yeah. You know what I mean? You never know. You ne and th to me, it's not really roles. It's all, same with wrestling. It's, it's never a character. It's always just a part of you. So to me, my wrestling character is the part of me that is real. It's, it's me, but I can't act like that on the street or I'll spend my life in jail. You know what I mean? Yeah. So with wrestling, you get that avenue where you can go be that person that you can't be normally, even though it is you. But, you know, it's a way to do it without ruining your life, essentially. I totally, I totally agree. And, and again, man, we just we thank you from fan to wrestling talent. We, we thank you. And I know just as much as you guys thank us, because I know I can speak as, as a voice for any of my listeners and just anyone in the wrestling community, man. Like we miss those autograph signings. We miss those those meet and greets. We miss. Uh, you know, being able to just be at the arena and like meet other fans who love, you know, what we love and, and meeting you guys and you guys like signing things for it's such a, a well missed thing right now. And uh, I didn't need, and I did not because I actually did not grow up a wrestling fan. So I didn't understand how much wrestler or wrestling fans appreciate the show, not just for the show, but because it's a it's a social thing. Like you said, you're, you're meeting people that are interested in the same thing as you. So I wish that I had known about wrestling earlier in my life so I could have had that outlet. As When I was a teenager, like, I didn't really have a thing that was, like, something I enjoyed yet. I found wrestling when I was about 15. But before that, like, I didn't, I didn't know what I liked. You know what I mean? I wish I had had something that I could go do. And I, but I don't, I don't even know if there were shows around me. But, like, that would have been something so fun for me just to meet people that are interested in the same thing, you know? Oh, yeah. It's, and, that, and that's a great transition because that's actually, you know, the starting question I like to usually ask. So while we're on that subject, let's talk uh, some more about your background and what got you. So, like, uh, as you mentioned, you know, you weren't really into wrestling. You didn't grow up watching it. No. So what what got you into the world of wrestling? Uh, realistically, I could say, like, I you know, I saw some awesome guys match, but that's not true. I saw the Divas. And it, it's funny coming from me because I'm so opposite from that now. But, like, that mm -hmm. to me was what brought me in because... You know, I had never seen, I had never in my life seen girls fighting. Like, that to me was crazy. Like, in my mind, only guys could fight. You know what I mean? You just oh, yeah. You kind of get raised thinking that men are superior and men are the only ones that could do that. And I'm seeing these girls going out, and they're still looking hot. They're still looking sexy. They're still being feminine, but they're also kicking ass. And, like, that's just, I had never seen that. I had never seen MMA. So, to, to me, wrestling was the only uh, form of fighting that I knew of. You know, what I mean? that's all I knew. And I always knew I wanted to be on my own and be independent and do my own thing. So being able to defend myself was important to me. And you can say wrestling is fake, but it's not. It's you're just it's, it's real. It's real things we're doing. Maybe you're not applying full pressure, but you're learning real uh, defense mechanisms and you're learning real confidence. And yeah. that's all it, that's all life is, is confidence. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? If you have oh, the confidence to take on a fight, then then you probably have the then you're probably gonna be able to win. <laughs> it's, not, it's not about skill; it's about the confidence. And uh, and also, it, to me, it was something I was so afraid of. Like I saw the wrestling and I saw them doing their entrances, and like that was so scary to me. But I was so scared of it that it was like I want to try this because I was I was honestly growing up, I was very shy, very to myself. You know what I mean? Never really stepped outside of my box, and it was like this is something that I'm so afraid of. So let's 
just throw myself into it. It's something that's so foreign too. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's something I know nothing about, which is crazy that I, I'm probably the only wrestler that jumped into wrestling, not knowing anything about it. But I was like, I'm just going to figure it out and go for it. I had never just gone for something. Yeah. I had never just put all, I never put blind faith into something and just went for it. It's like, let's just, and I was really, really, really bad. I was never like a natural, uh, mm-hmm. someone that naturally picked it up. Like I was horrible. I still don't like to consider myself good. I still think I have tons of work to do, but I was very bad to start with. And the fact that I kept going is what's impressive to me. The yeah. fact that I was told by so many people, you're horrible, you're horrible, you're horrible. You're not going to get better. And I was like, I'm going to, but I'm going to keep trying. And I, that's me with it now is like, I'm just always going to keep trying. Always. Even always. if I never feel like I, uh, you know, got where I wanted. And it's not, it's not like a place, but if I never feel like I'm as good as I want to be, it's like, at least I tried, you know? Yeah, that's all. That's really all. And that, that to me is the message I promote is just like, if you put your mind to something, just keep going. Just keep going. I love that. I love that. So tell me, um, you mentioned fear of like literally the entrances and like how you started out and you weren't that good. So let's let's talk a little bit on that real quick. Like, so we, obviously you did any part of you um, in this two part question, like first off, did any part of you from watching it think that wrestling was that F word, you know, because on the Life's About podcast, my listeners know I, I just as the F word. I try not to say that word because I know that it offends, you know, yeah, it offends uh, us, it offends the talent. I mean, because we know, you yeah. know, we know I, where things are predetermined, but more than so the actual physicality we know is far from that word. So um, when, you know, I definitely knew there was an aspect to it. But I had no idea how it op- how it worked. You know what I mean? I knew there had to be something that went on. But I went into wrestling school not having any clue. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I knew there was a system, but I didn't know any. I had no idea how it worked. Most people would go into it kind of knowing how things operate. I had no idea. But I also had the common sense to know, hey, these people are wrestling all year round. They can't really be, you know... I mean, obviously injuries happen, but they can't be going in there thinking they're going to get injured, expecting to get injured every match. You know what I mean? Um, but it, it took me a long time to pick up the art of it, a very long time. Uh, but I was always very humble. I always, you know, told people like, hey, I don't really know what I'm doing. I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I never I never had the attitude of like, I'm the best ever. Like, I knew that I didn't know what I was doing. And I think that's that's the most important part is being honest about that in the beginning. Like, you know accepting that you're in a world that you know nothing about and just having your ears open. And I will say, if I could go back in time, I would have shut my mouth a little bit more and open my ears more. It's just, and my <laughs> ears were always open, but I always just like, I'm just a very uh, free spirited person. And I say a lot of things and I've always been uh, like that. And I think I'm known more for my mouth sometimes than my uh, <laughs> wrestling, which <laughs> I mean, it's, it's an entertainment industry, so you know it's not a bad thing. But yeah. um, I've realized that you, you gotta you gotta find your strong suit. So like you know I'm not a I don't pride myself on being a technical wrestler. You know what I mean, a good technical wrestler. But I'm big and strong. I'm tough. I have a big mouth. I'm not afraid of anyone. <laughs> you know, yeah. and that's that's my specialty. It's like I'm not saying I can win every fight, but I'll take any fight. Like oh, you yeah. know, it's, there's nothing that I'll I'll back down from. So. Uh, you know, yeah, I definitely did not know how how it worked at all, but I knew that there had to be uh, 
a system, so to say. Okay. So how did you eventually over time conquer that fear of like when you stood out and just was like, you know, because we know that there's there's character in knowing that there's a camera watching, you know, you're you know, there's fans watching. So how did you get over that fear of like, you know what? Yeah, I'm confidently coming out here now and like I'm in character mode. Like I'm Maria Manic right now. I think you have to um separate the two. Mm-hmm. So, you know, me as Maria, as myself, I was shy and didn't want to do that. But then it's like, okay, well, Maria Manic can do this. And you have to think of yourself as this superhero that's not you. Because in your mind, everyone, everyone, uh, most of us are insecure. And we're thinking that this, the person inside of us can't do that. But I'm like, oh, well, this character I can jump into can do whatever she wants. And at the end of the day, she can because she's not a real person. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Me as the person gets in trouble for doing that thing. But me as this character that's an entertainment character can do whatever she wants. And, um, but I, I was very, very nervous uh, in the beginning. I think it's just, it's repetition with anything. Like you have to just do it over and over again to the point where you, you know, stop fearing it. I, I have talked to people that are just very shy people and they, especially with this coronavirus, like they've been used to sitting in their houses. So they say they're just going outside feels weird. But if yeah. you force yourself to do it every single day, it's not weird. Or like, you know, to me, like I have trouble making uh, phone calls. I don't, I don't know what it is. I just don't like to make phone calls because I feel like then I'm trapped on the phone all day. But mm-hmm. it's like, if you force yourself to do it. And I told my mom, I said, my poor mother, I used to just not call her very much. And I said, just call me every day and force me to do it. And then I'll get in the habit of talking every day. And then it's, you know, you create that healthy relationship. So with wrestling, like forcing yourself to do the things that you hate. So at the beginning, you know, if I hated cutting promos, I had to do it over and over again. No matter how embarrassed I was, I had to keep doing it to the point where now it's like, I'm literally at a point in life, I, I cannot be embarrassed. And it's, it's a bad thing because I've embarrassed myself a lot, but also <laughs> it's a good feeling where it's like you're indestructible. No, you know what I mean? Nothing can offend me. No, I've heard everything about me. Mm-hmm. I put myself in the most embarrassing, uncomfortable situations. And that's what wrestling is, is literally putting yourself in these situations that are like, crazy but you get to a point where you're so strong like nothing can break me at this point you know yeah absolutely absolutely and i think wrestling is uh, to set up for life where you know if you can survive the wrestling world you can mm-hmm. you can survive anything you really can i totally agree with that that's a that's a great emphasis on life right there i don't think enough yeah. people really understand that you know so that's why I, you know, everyone says wrestling is like this fake little sport it's like but it's a lot more real than you would think <laughs> it's a lot more real than you think yeah, people people don't get that, you know. I try I try to emphasize. I mean, over the years, I've always just and I do it chilly, you know. But this podcast allows me to do it more animated, you know. To where that's why I'm glad people who aren't necessarily wrestling fans can listen to this show and become a fan gradually because they start to see it in a different light, you know. It's very great. So with you, let's talk about. Now I noticed, you know, as you got into your character, I, I watched some of your indie you know, videos, and I noticed, actually, on your Instagram, you had a video uh, where you showed your transformation. Yes. So let's talk about that transformation. How did you go? What what caused you to go from literally a woman who is, like, athletic, she's blonde, you know, because we, we you, you remind me a lot of Rhea Ripley. I'm not sure if you get those type of comparisons sometimes I've from fans, but uh, where I get the comparison not necessarily more so with the transformation just like she did i noticed that you transformed yourself much like she did where it seems like i guess the prototypical look uh is like when you have a 
a blonde female wrestler who's athletic, she's built, mm-hmm. she's tall. And, you know, we saw even with the WrestleMania feud when they had Ray Ripley and Charlotte. Like, Charlotte seems to now be kind of like that that ideal image of, like, a prototypical blonde who's athletic, who's, yes. you know, very great. So what caused you to slowly turn into this new character of Maria Manic the Man-Eater? You know, what, what brought so, that on? A lot of it is not even wrestling-related. A lot of it was, honestly, I started wrestling when I was 17 years old, so I was... Be- in this time that I'm becoming a wrestler, I'm also becoming an adult. You know what I mean? I grew up, I basically grew up in this, not grew up as a kid, but grew up as a young adult in this business. So I'm changing in my own personal life. And of course that's going to reflect into my, uh, you know, wrestling life. And I think a lot of it was, I was, uh, very anxious and lonely and I needed another outlet to kind of get my stress out. And for me, that was working out. Mm -hmm. And, it got to a point where I, I knew that the way that I looked in the beginning was the stereotypical hot girl where guys think I'm attractive. Mm-hmm. But I was like, all I really have to offer is that I'm attractive. My, my body that I had was not doing anything to benefit me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, I, I wasn't strong enough to even lift people and do moves that I wanted to do because I, I couldn't physically do it. So it was like, let's stop thinking about what body is going to make me look the hottest. But what? let's think about the body that's going to help me with my career right. so now it's like i'm so strong that i can do the things i want to do you know what i mean i can be this uh wrestler not just a entertainer i like to i like to think wrestling too as like i know a lot of people say it's just a fake sport but it's like take it like a real sport train yourself like actually put effort into your body i don't like seeing the wrestlers that don't even train and don't work out and it's like this is we're supposed to be athletes you know what i mean i want to show with my body that I take this seriously. So even if, you know, with me, if my wrestling is a little bit off because mm-hmm. I haven't been a wrestling fan for that long, I don't know, you know, I haven't been around it that long. At least I can say, Hey, I'm putting effort into this part. Cause that's something that I can control. Whereas I can't really control the fact that I don't understand wrestling completely. Obviously I can watch more tape and learn the history and go backwards, which is what I'm trying to do now. But the, the, the body is something that I can, I, I can take immediate control over. You know what I mean? It's not in anyone else's hands but my own. And to me, it, it became something cool where, like, you can watch this transformation slowly. Like, I'm looking – I would look in the mirror every single day and slowly see different muscles come out. And, like, I was just so fascinated by the bodybuilding stuff that I, – I, so to say I got a little bit too uh, obsessed with it at certain points. And now I'm at a very good point where I – I, you know, I've found a look that I like, and now it's just maintaining that look. Whereas for a couple of years, it was like, I was trying so hard to get like as big as I could get. And now it's like, I'm, I'm where I want to be. I'm comfortable now. I maintain this. And now I'm just trying to like shred the body fat I have off now and keep the, I'm about one, probably 185 right now. And to me, that's a good weight that I want to keep and just maintain that. So it's not as stressful as like trying to, I was trying to put on weight so fast. <laughs> it took over my whole world, but, yeah. um, I think it's I'm 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 very proud of my body now because it's it's not like hey I'm a girl with blonde hair and fake tits and that's all I have to offer now it's like hey I earned this body I didn't you know just it's not just a I'm not just a model it's like this is something I put hard work into and I think it shows um and you just there there weren't a lot of girls when I first started there weren't a lot of girls that were big and jacked and strong really the only ones I had seen were China and Beth Phoenix that yeah, about it. 
Yeah, that they're they're pretty much the trailblazers for a lot of uh, women that that are like that, and it's it's great that you brought those up because um, to me those were the girls that were attractive. Like you know you can't help yeah. what you like, but to me that was like interesting. That was so cool yeah. to me. It was those girls like I had just never seen anything like that. You know you don't yeah. I, you don't just growing up as a kid you don't really see like female bodybuilders walking around. You know <laughs> I didn't even know that existed. I did not know. Wow. And a lot of people think that, you know, that the muscles are manly, but it's like, I don't think the muscles make anybody manly. If someone's manly, then if someone acts manly, then they act manly. But having the muscles doesn't make you manly. You can be, I'm very, very, people are shocked. I'm so feminine. Like, I'm so girly. I love like pink. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm kind of tomboy in some ways, but I'm very girly and I stay girly just because I'm big and strong doesn't mean that that takes away from any of my, uh, femininity, I guess. Yeah, yeah, no, totally, totally. I mean, and I, I get that from following you on Instagram. I totally can tell, like you, you, like it's, it's. I mean, really, all of these, you know, even, even the Chinas, the Beth Phoenixes. I mean, you can see where, like, they can be women when they want to be women. So I don't, I don't, yes. I don't get it. I never understood it, but I, I get it, you know. Um, so what, what actually brought on the actual nickname, the character behind becoming Maria? Manic Man and Eater. So what brought what brought that up? Like what 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 was the process like? Um. So the Man Eater was actually just a <laughs> did not know it would turn into what it turned into. I will say that. Right. Um. It was actually you know Schlack, you heard yes. Schlack the wrestler. Yeah. So I dated him for about a year, and the Man Eater was his idea. Mm-hmm. And when he first came up with it, I was like, that's silly. Like, I remember him first saying the word, and I was like, that's stupid. Like, that's never going to catch on. <laughs> and then after he said it, it kind of sat in my head for a little bit. You know, you just, like, keep hearing it uh-huh. in your yeah. own head, and you keep hearing it. And then I, I, I hate to say it, but I listened to the song uh, Man Eater by Hall Notes. Uh-huh. Because I really listened to it. And I'm thinking, like, this song is, I don't know what it was, but I related so strongly to that song. So I have to thank Schlack, and I have to thank Hall & Oates uh, oh, wow. for that. But he gave me the idea, and he was like, oh, we had been talking previously, because I had no tattoos at that point. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I wanted one big tattoo. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew if I wanted my I wanted my first one to be just, uh, I had one little thing on my ankle, but I knew I wanted something, like, very big that was very uh, obvious. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had decided that I wanted on my stomach, and we had decided that we wanted a word. So we were thinking for a while about what the word was going to be. Mm-hmm. And then he had said the word man eater, not saying it for the tattoo, but he was saying that I should start uh, putting man eater on like t shirts and stuff. You know what I mean? Like just use that as a uh, slogan or something. And then I just started thinking about the man eater on the stomach, and I was like, let's do it. And I, I literally told him, like, let's do it. I, we're doing it. Like, no more thinking, we're doing it. And I remember he said to me, uh, I guess it was when I was going to tattoo, he was like, you know you have to live up to this somehow. And I said, Slack, I don't know how I'm going to live up to it, but I promise you that I will. I said, I promise you, you will look back and say, man, you really earned that name. And it's one of those things, like a lot of people say you got to earn it first and then you get it. I said, fuck it, I'm going to get it and then I'm going to figure it out. And that's just kind of, <laughs> and that symbolizes how I live my life. Like a lot of people, they keep, they keep waiting. Like, I remember before I started wrestling school, I kept saying, like, I'm going to lose a bunch of weight first, and then I'll start wrestling. And I'll, I'll lose a bunch of weight. But it's like, you're never going to do it. Start wrestling, and then you lose the weight. That's your motivation. You, you're already trapped in. Then you have to do it. So to me, getting this tattoo is like, I have to prove to the men that I can hang with them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that was my mo- my motivations right there. I have, to, I have to literally see it in the mirror every single day and remind myself 
what my mission is. And, and it's, you know, a lot of people thought negatively towards it, but I, till this day, that's the one tattoo I will never regret. You know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. it's very special to me. Yeah, it's it's totally, man, it is definitely standout. When I first came across you and, like, because I believe I first actually found out about you through Jordan Grace, who's another, yeah. you know, Andy. stud. I started that with her also, Yes, and, and, and both of you ladies, I mean, killing it, like, studs. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like. She's doing very, very well. Yeah, and, 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 and from looking at you, too, I mean, that's why I was just, like, when I saw, you know, when she had a picture with you, I checked your stuff out and was just, like, Oh wow! Here's another uh, stud athlete here that's just dominating in the business right now. Okay, and uh, and man, it just I, I followed ever since what you have been doing, and just like it was crazy to just see like man eater like that's not just a gimmick. Like she's got it tatted. Like yo, she's business about this. Like I was like, okay, all right. I so knew this- I knew a lot was gonna come from it, and I knew I was gonna have to step up my game. But to me, that was like the that was forcing me to do that. And I, I do, I do got to give a lot of credit to Schlack for uh, helping me create myself. He wow. played a big part. Because I kind of, when I came into his life, I kind of, I had all the tools to be something. I had worked so hard. I put the body together, but I just didn't know. I didn't understand wrestling enough to understand characters. And yeah. he gave me kind of the confidence to believe in myself and know that I can be whatever I want to be. Because I didn't uh, have that confidence until I met him. Wow, that is that is awesome, Slack. Thank you so much for instilling confidence and and, and allowing characters to just keep growing, man. Because that's that's what it's all about. I love to see pro wrestlers grow, like from who they were at the start, and then as they continue to grow. So let's 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 keep talking about your journey, actually, because let's let's talk about some journeys in between before you actually got currently with where you are with Ring of Honor. Um, so there was a time where, you know, you and Penelope Cruz before the man eater was before. really the man Yeah, I'm sorry. I, it, Everybody Penelope calls her that. Me. It happens. Like, I, I had it right here. I am so, see, that's why I said it's like a botch, you know? Yeah. That happens. That was my first live on-air box, people. And I'm going to make fun of it. So Penelope Cruz. I have heard Ford, people, a lot of people call her that. Yeah, you know, that, that name is just so famous that every time you hear Penelope, you you're automatically going to put Cruz, but... Penelope Ford, forgive, forgive you, boy. That's why I'm the Prince of Botch, because I'm going to do that sometimes. But yes, Miss Penelope Ford and you, I noticed were tag team champions. You guys were doing, you know, a lot of business on the indie scene together. So what, what's your relationship like with, with Penelope? Like, how, how did you guys come together like that? Um, she, I met Penelope um, when I first moved to New Jersey, and she was at CZW with me. We were both training there. And we were like the only girls. Like maybe there was one other girl at the school, but she, uh, I don't think, was doing matches and stuff. So we were just kind of thrown in there, like these two. And she's she was in the same boat as me, where she didn't really grow up on wrestling, so she didn't understand what was going on. So we both were kind of like we gripped to each other because we both were in the same boat, you know. Um, and then as we went on the journey, like we both uh, were so opposite. That mm-hmm. it worked. It worked very well because she was very small and flexible and could do flips and stuff, whereas I couldn't do any of that. But I was super strong and could do all the power moves. So like, yeah. it was very easy to. Um, we looked very good when you put us together because we could, like, as far as on a wrestling end, mm-hmm. put us together. We're a ten because what I lacked, she had, and what she lacked, I had. So it just it worked very very well. Wow. That is awesome. That is awesome. So, like, what are your thoughts? I mean, um, given where you currently have both worked so hard, you being with Ring of Honor, 
her being in AEW recently. Like, what what are you feeling like? Because, uh, of course, there's still so much room to grow for both of you ladies mm-hmm. going forth. But um, from that point and now to where you both are in your separate promotions, like, what are your thoughts on as far as just how far you guys have come along? Like you said, it's two people who didn't really know much about wrestling or the business starting out. How do you, how are you feeling right now knowing like, man, we're both working for some pretty big time promotions right now? It's very cool to see. And I think, you know, she's gotten so much better. It's crazy to see how good she's gotten. But I think the biggest thing with both of us, besides like, you know, understanding wrestling better, just to see the confidence we both have now, because the two of us did not have that confidence when we started at all. We both were just like, so you know, shy and didn't just, you could tell we didn't know what was going on to see how confident we both are now in ourselves is crazy to see. And I'm very, very happy to see that she's uh, in a place that she's happy and she's doing really, really, really well. And if you like, if you watch a match of hers from Mm -hmm. four years ago and watch her now, Mm -hmm. it's crazy how good she's gotten. And she knows her, um, knows her strong suits. Yes. You know, and I like to say the same with me. We both know what we're good at. And we try to highlight that. Um, She just got engaged, actually, too. Yes, I did hear. I was watching the episode of uh, AEW recently, and I did see that and was like, wow. You know, so, so like, if there's a, I guess, with with what's going on right now, everything's kind of virtual. So, like, any any chance of, like, being a virtual bridesmaid or something? I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I have, I said congratulations. I haven't... uh, talked to her on the phone recently but i'd like to know what's going on with that i've never met him kip wow i've kip. never met him wow mm. he's from yeah. the uk i think yeah it seems like a really i mean uh you know it definitely seems like a good guy i would, I would love to have him on the show and, and talk with him some and um he seems like a pretty genuine good guy they look happy together from what i've seen with their posts uh, to, and me, to me it's weird because i i only remember the parts that were in my life so i just know her with joey you know ah, I mean? so yes. to see her with that guy it's like it's so weird to me but like obviously <laughs> i'm always dating other people either you can't just say that because someone was with one person that that's who they totally do with like but yeah. it is strange for me to see that because i always saw her with joey she was with joey since the time i yes came into her life joe and it's funny you mentioned joey he was actually online on uh instagram live last night actually he was just just chatting it up with fans man and like he it's was funny. having he was like, yeah, man, I want somebody to just, like, run through their closet door right now. Like, not, not on no, like, he's like, I really want them to just run through the closet door right now. And, like, there was, like, fans literally, like, literally doing it on his live just to show him, like, hey, I'll do it. I'll run head first into my closet. You know, you got to like, give Joey, even though Joey's not the typical wrestler, mm-hmm. you got to give the man credit. Like, he's good at what he does, which is yes. what I always tell people. It's entertainment. He is good yeah. at what he does. Yes. And speaking of entertainment, I'm glad you brought that, too, because um, when you mentioned the, you know, Joey Janela and, and, and being with Penelope at one time, like, how how do you feel about when they take, like, real-life storylines, like, from, like, real personal lives and incorporate it into the ring? Because it, they did have a little brief angle, you know, with Joey Janela and Kip, you know, where they kind of went against each other and, you know, like, using it, it, Penelope. It's messy. Yeah. It's messy. It's messy. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh... And a lot of times they do that because, you know, it, it, they do it because it gets it gets messy if, if they do it. Up. So let's say someone is dating someone in real life. Mm-hmm. That person's not going to want to do an on, on-screen angle where they're kissing some other person if they're in a relationship with someone else. 
So a lot of times it's easier just to say, hey, put me in the storyline with the person I'm actually dating Mm -hmm. because, but then, but then it gets messy because then if those two people don't want to be together anymore, it's hard to break up because they're trapped in this uh, storyline, you know? So it's, and I always say, I'm like, oh, just make it easier. Just don't date wrestlers. But then again, I've never dated a non-wrestler since I've been in wrestling. It's very hard to say don't date wrestlers. We all do it. You know what I mean? We all date each other because no one else. Imagine me trying to explain to some random person like, hey, I fight guys in my free time. (laughs) Like, you know, you can't do that. So I always end up dating wrestlers. But, you know. I, I can understand that. I mean, you know, as someone who's like a musician, I mean, sometimes when you're in a business where it's common, whatever you do is what everyone else does, you know, you're going to date, maybe a musician will date another musician because you can relate easier. Uh, and then there are instances where there are people who may not, you know, be completely into what you're into, but they still like it and they like it because you like it and they love it because you love it and they support you. So uh, I, I can see, I can see how that's a thing, you know, and, Man, I just really can't imagine. I, I I think about how WWE actually does that right now. Like I think about how all the couples, married couples, regular couples, they all travel together. They're they're on the same brand together, you know. And uh, as a fan, I always kind of thought like that's cool. But sometimes like when they do like brand splits, it's kind of predictable at that point because if like you know that a wrestler's dating a female superstar, then chances are she's going to go to that same show because her boyfriend and or husband went to that show. And so that kind of takes the fun out of like unpredictability of like, man, what show are they going to end up on? I would love to see this dream match. But then you're like, oh, okay. So it's, 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 I I I think it's unhealthy too, because you don't ever want to feel like you were uh, stuck with someone because of wrestling Mm -hmm. or because of a storyline. Uh, it's like it's like marriage to me is a scary thing because you you feel like you're trapped with that person. I don't like feeling like I'm trapped. I want to feel like I'm with someone because I'm choosing to see them. But if you feel like you're trapped in this thing, it's like that's just not a healthy way to uh, function. And I think, but I think they like that in wrestling because they want they obviously want the drama, you know. So let's let's talk with you about what got you into the ring of honor promotion so what was your journey like into that how did who who reached out to you about coming to ring of honor um so i don't know what you're saying his name uh there's a guy uh he works behind the scenes uh he does uh kind of like uh he's a writer Mm -hmm. say. Um, and he had actually discovered me through my first youtube video i posted And it was not, it was a kind of a non-wrestling related video. It was just like me, it was a comedy video, Mm -hmm. so to say. Um, And he contacted me from that. And I guess he looked into some of my stuff and he uh, told me that they would maybe be interested in using me as like, um, I don't think, I don't think he knew much about me as far as a wrestler. I think he just thought I was an entertaining person with a cool look. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he wanted to use me as kind of like a, a China bodyguard sort of role. Okay. Um, which I was obviously interested. I was, I'd rather wrestle, but I was interested in any, uh, anything that would get me in the door. You know what I mean? Um, so then I went, uh, to the, I was living in, um, Jersey at the time. I went to the, uh, ring of honor, uh, Jojo in Baltimore, okay. uh, for the day. And I met a couple people and, uh, just rolled around the ring for a little bit. Um, and then I was offered a deal and I think it was, 
maybe last March, I believe, is when I started. And then I actually, uh, I was, I moved to Baltimore and I was training there for about three months before I ever even debuted. I'm sorry, probably two months. Um, and I learned a lot there. Learned a lot there. Uh, Joey Mercury was training at the time. Yes. Joey. Predominantly there. And he is good. He's yes. very good. He taught me a lot. Um, he's, he, tr his biggest thing was like, stop doing so much. You know what I mean? Do a couple things and be really good at them. And if you have the character and you have the uh, presentation, you don't have to tire yourself out and do a bunch of unnecessary stuff. So he always told me, you know, focus on your character first and then the wrestling will come along, which he was completely right. And he played a big part in developing the Maneater character too. He, uh, you know, Schlack gave me the tattoo and gave me the idea and he and Joey kind of helped me uh, figure out how to work with it and how to actually... Um, how to be a man-eater in every aspect, how to walk like a man-eater, how to act like a man-eater, you know what I mean? Because I didn't understand. I was just <laughs> kind of blindly going into it. Um, but uh, I think it was definitely a lot. I was not, you know, I had been on the indies, so I didn't understand, like, TV cameras and that you have to always work. Like, that's a whole nother world. Yes. The wrestling is hard, but having to work cameras and having to turn certain ways, and it, it, it's so much to think about. Like, it's I was not... Uh, prepared for how hard that actually is, and, and you have a lot of respect for the the, the wrestlers on TV because it's like it's a whole nother uh, world. It's yes. Whole world. Oh yes, and, it's a and, lot harder than I think the fans would. You know, I think the fans are just thinking, oh, it, maybe it's painful to get hit. It's like that's not the hard part though. The hard part is all the thinking that actually does go into it. A lot of people say it's just like you know, a mindless sport, but that's not the case at all. Very, very, very difficult. Yeah, yeah, and, and and you know, I actually did an episode. That was one of my earlier episodes. Um, we I, I spoke with a, a production person who did a lot of work for Impact Wrestling and, and some of the other things, and that was something I had to educate the listeners on was just what they do and the appreciation of that, and just being able to just like capture you guys in the moment and you know key signature moves, finishing moves, uh, facial expressions telling the story of the matches. You guys are telling the story in the ring. And then also always doing it the same. You know what I mean? So you got to remember, like, if there's a certain way that I, you know, stand, I got to always do it that way. Because yes. I want people to remember that. If you always are different, they're not going to catch on to, you know, how you are. Yes. You know what I mean? You just have to really be on your toes all the time, always thinking about what's going on. Oh, man. I'm telling you, man, it's, it's definitely highly appreciated to see and uh, so let's let's talk about uh, even as you're in Ring of Honor, let's let's talk about some of the people you have been able to work with so far. The Mandy Leones, the Angelina Loves, uh, and even doing a, a angle with Bubba Ray, a.k.a. Bully Ray, to those of you, whichever way you know him, whether you know him as Bully Ray, Bubba Ray. I call him both. I always switch in and out. I'm like, I don't know what his name is. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean... We know that in the indie scene, you know, he, he's Bully Ray, but we know when he went back to WWE, you know, he's always acknowledged as Bubba Ray there. So, you know. I guess they're weird with uh, names. Like once, I guess you can't uh, keep certain names if you've been with that company. I'm yeah. not sure how that works exactly. Yeah, there's a thing about them where they 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 kind of make you switch the names up a little bit, especially now. You know, now I, I hear yeah. more about you know, there was a point in time where wrestlers could kind of come with the name they own, but now they've been doing that a lot with developmental talent. They've been giving them a different name and then, 
you know, going off of that. So, uh, but yes, nonetheless, what did it feel like working? What was it like working with just names like, like Bully Ray and Angelina Love and people like that? Uh, it's, it's, it's strange when you do look up to someone almost as a fan. Mm -hmm. Um, and none of the wrestlers like to admit it, but we're all fans of each other. Yes. You know what I mean? No one wants to admit that because they're a wrestler that they can't be a fan. It's like, these are the people that are obviously inspired you to do it. And Angelina Love was actually someone that I did. She was one of the girls that I looked up to when I first got into it. And I was like, you know, I always thought she just looked so athletic. I, she looked so, she always had her abs pop. And I was like, that, I couldn't imagine like the hard work that went into that. Um, and I don't know. It's, and it, pe people forget like her, the beautiful people, they were one of the most popular tag teams, female tag teams in wrestling. You know what yeah, I mean? I'm I think telling. people forget how, how good they were. Yes, very underrated duo, and I'm telling you, man, they they were. That to they, me, that they were the best character, female characters I've ever seen. I agree. I really agree. I really they were agree. Very good at making people hate them. <laughs> yes, they and that's were, hard man. to do. That's hard to do. Yeah, they they originated the mean girl angle yes. in pro wrestling, and I mean they. And to be a hot girl and be hated is hard to do because they're hot. All the guys are gonna want to hate them. Are gonna want to love them. But to be able to, to, to make everybody hate you like that, that's talent. And you can't yes. deny that. You really yes. can't. And I, I, I'll, I'll give it to her. Angelina is very, very, very talented. Yes. Very, yes. very talented. Was there uh, any advice or anything you learned from working with her and, and some of the angles you worked with? Because I, I saw where you had an angle where you had a, sh a shot at the women's championship and everything. So, like, what, what kind of things did you learn from your feud with Angelina? Um. I think just knowing your, like I said with Penelope earlier, is like knowing your strong suit. Mm. So if I'm in the ring with Angelina, even if I can go to the top rope and do a cool move, I'm not going to do that because I don't need to do that with someone like that. That's her. That's what she's going to do. I'm going to do my, my, uh, you know, my power moves. I'm going to show my character. Yeah. Um, I think it's all about uh, working off what's, uh, showing the contrast. So I think a, a match with me and her is interesting because we're so different. You know, I'm big and strong, but she's a veteran. She knows what she's doing. She's been in there a long time. So it's like you got strong versus smart. And that to me is interesting. And if you think of it like it's a work or a shoot, it's still interesting to look at it like that. You know what I mean? Yes. Because you might think in your head, oh, well, Maria's uh, might look like she's in control, but who's really in control mentally? That's interesting to think about. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? At the end of the day, she knows a lot more than I do. Hmm. True. I might be able to, uh, you know, beat her up physically, but she's a lot smarter. And sometimes the, the smart is actually what wins, you know? Yes. I, I've learned that. I've learned that, like, being, being big and strong is not everything. You really got to uh, train your brain. That's what I've been doing this quarantine, I'm trying to train my brain. It's it's a lot more important. You know, it's funny. Um, we were talking about uh, Bully, Bubba, whatever you want to call him. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm not going to talk about on a on a real level you know i don't really unfortunately he doesn't talk to me much mm -hmm. uh but that's you know that is what it is uh but he did say to me at one point i think this is way before the feud mm -hmm. he said um i want you to figure out who you are as a person outside of wrestling please figure that out for me and i don't like to listen to my uh <laughs> 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 already sorry we're thinking like i'm not gonna do that but it's just funny to look at me now because I've really, really figured it out. 
And it's just ironic that he said that and I ended up doing it. Because I like to do the opposite of what people tell me, but I actually uh, did exactly what he said. And um, he, again, he's very good at what he does too. Yes, uh, indeed. And he's pretty, uh, he's an interesting one because he's very, uh, it's not really a character <laughs> with him. Like, he's kind of the way he is, you know? Yeah. Um, he's, he's an asshole, but he's, uh, he's not shady about it. He's kind of an asshole, straight up asshole. And I, you know, at the end of the day, you got to respect that. Do I like him? No. And that's, that's a shoot. Do I like him? No, but. I hate to say it, but I do have to respect him. Yeah, he's a I great. I have to respect him. You can tell. I mean, uh, going back to even just veteranship. I mean, a guy like Bully. I mean, uh, regardless of what you may feel about him personally, or what you may feel about him, you know, as as the the wrestler, you know, like he 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 definitely will speak his mind. He'll let you, he won't he won't BS you. You know, he'll definitely tell you. It's funny. It's yeah. funny. Like a lot of people thought it was a work, but I, I made a video, a YouTube video about it. It was a shoot. Um, that's that's funny. It's like when when real things happen in wrestling, nobody believes it. You know what I mean? It's like, yes. just, but that's just the way the business is. But after <laughs> uh, we had done a spot where I went through a table, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, he has my phone number. I don't have his phone number. He he's called me maybe once in his life, and he had it on restricted, so I didn't have his number. Mm-hmm. Um, but after I uh, took that fall. I didn't talk to him after. He didn't know if I was injured or not. And he never once called, never checked on me. And it's just kind of a thing you do, like, uh, whether you're close friends with someone in the company. Like, most people in Ring of Honor I keep up with, you know, whether it's just a one little text or, you know, a month, just something to make sure we're all doing okay. We're all friends. We're all family. Mm -hmm. And for him to just not call me after that was kind of upsetting. And he knows I can't call him because I don't have his phone number. You know what I mean? But him to not check on me, being that he was involved in the spot with me. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't know if I'm okay or not. And even if I'm perfectly fine, just call and check. It's just something you do. Even if it's even if what we're doing is a work sport, it's a fake sport, real things happen. You check on people, you care about people. And uh, you know, that was that was a little upsetting to me because I thought he was um I thought I thought he was like a parent to me in wrestling that always kind of was secretly looking out for me. You know, I mean not everyone's gonna be open about looking out for you, but they all should be looking out for you in, in the back of their minds. But uh you know, maybe I'm being uh, overdramatic about one little phone call, but I think still, like, even with the coronavirus stuff, like, I haven't heard anything. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it's not that, not that he owes me anything. He's he's a big star in his own head, so, you know. <laughs> tell, me, tell me this, um, speaking of table spots, like, what is it as as a wrestler like? What especially if if was that I don't I'm not sure if that was probably your first table spot, but just no no it wasn't okay okay so what is it what is it like? Explain to a listener who probably has always just wanted to know what does it feel like when you legitimately go through a table? It's never the actual movement that hurts because mm-hmm. when you have that much adrenaline, you don't feel anything. Yes. I mean, it, it hurts, but it's it's it, it's it hurts after. <laughs> it hurts like it hurts like an hour later when your adrenaline wears off, and you literally mm-hmm. I'll feel the adrenaline like every wrestling match. I feel so good after, and then like an hour later, I'm like, okay, now the pain is slowly coming in. But when you're that nervous or that like excited, you just don't really feel it. And it also, everything depends on how you land. If you land properly, 
mm-hmm. on anything or if you get hit with a chair mm-hmm. as long as it's a safe spot you're usually fine but obviously things do happen and like i've taken some chair shots uh to the wrong spot that really fucked me up <laughs> i think it's any like you know people think that the chairs and the tables are dangerous they're not dangerous anything is dangerous if it goes wrong yes so to say you could i remember one time the, the one injury i've had in wrestling was i i think it was my broke my ankle i literally broke my ankle walking across the ring wow. just walking across the ring i stepped i stepped improperly and i guess one of the boards was off mm-hmm. completely snapped so it's 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 you hear people say wrestling is dangerous anything is dangerous if it goes wrong but if you know what you're doing enough then you shouldn't have to worry about those things but i mean i'm lucky i haven't had any major major injuries um little things here and there but you get to a point where you just it just becomes like clockwork you know how to protect yourself without uh really thinking about it like i could slip and fall now and i'm not i'm gonna take a safe landing because i just my body knows how to do that yes in the beginning, it's like you're always you have to always remind yourself, think about it, think about it, think about it. But then you know you get into a flow of it where it just comes naturally. Yes, absolutely. And you can tell you you can definitely tell. So like with you, what's what's really interesting, uh, probably the best part about what you're doing right now and what you've accomplished so far, is that you are very very young, very young. So like, given that and where you currently are right now. Uh, what are let's talk about some of your future aspirations, both with Ring of Honor and then even going forth with like other future promotions, uh, Impact Wrestling or a WWE and AEW. Like, what what are some of your future goals from this point? Uh, once everything's over with quarantine and yeah. we're back to a normal, what what are some personal goals for you that you want to do? You know, I used to always think. And I used to think I would never change my mind on it. I used to think I'll, I'll never think otherwise. But I used to think that WWE was the end-all, be-all, that I had to make it to WWE. That was the best place. Mm-hmm. But that's just not the case. That's not to say that WWE is not great, because it is. But it's not about the company you're at. It's about the people you're around and the situations you're put into. So mm-hmm. at this point, I could care less if Ring of Honor is... I don't care what... If they're considered the best or the worst, I don't care. That's the place that I'm happy. That's the place that has a roster full of people that I like. It ha- it's the place that's doing good things with me. Yes. So that's the place I want to be. If that were to change, if I were to become unhappy at a place, then of course I wouldn't want to be there. But if I'm happy somewhere, that's where I want to be. And I want to build that company. I want to help build that company. Instead of, I used to think, oh, it's always go to the best company. No, be at the company that, gave you a chance stay at the company that gave you a chance and make that company so instead of thinking oh let's go to wwe because they're the top company let's make roh the top company you know what i mean that's how i had to change my mindset because i I, and i I never thought i would get out of that mindset of wwe is the best (laughs) be where be with the people that are trying to make you the best you so for example let's say i could be at ring of honor and they're giving me uh, great opportunities and building me to be the person that they know I want to be. Whereas I could be at some other company that's forcing me to be something I don't want to be. And I'm not really getting any opportunities. I'd rather be at the company that's letting me do what I want and letting me be me. Yes. And the fact that, especially the fact that Ring of Honor let me in the, the guys, the all guys Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Like that was like, I really, really, really appreciated that. Yes. That was a really cool moment for me. 
Yes, you definitely. Again, and you can tell because you you seem like an attraction enough. Like you said, building Ring of Honor because definitely, like I said, someone who found out about you through another talent and then to still see like, wow, like, yo, you can tell you're a future centerpiece uh, for a company like Ring of Honor. So I can tell, uh, you know, because a lot of people, uh, you know, some of the the casual fans, maybe, well, more so the hardcore fans, I would probably say. Some of the hardcore wrestling fans, uh, they debate all the time about which promotion is the greatest or which one's falling off, you know, and you know, some people look at Ring of Honor as like, oh, well, you know, yeah, back in the day, they produced the Samoa Joes, the CM Punks, and the Daniel Bryans, and, you know, so many people of that nature. But, like, you know, they feel like ever since, you know, Cody Rhodes and the Elite, you know, went off and did the AEW thing, they feel like Ring of Honor got left in the dust and kind of just, quote, unquote, fell off. But I, I like to see the fact that, I mean, I've, I've seen, and I don't, I disagree with it personally because I'm like, I've always liked the underdog promotions, the Impact yes. Wrestling, the Ring of Honors, because I support you guys and what you do. Because I'm like, I want to see all of these companies flourish. You know, like I don't think I it's even falling off. I think it's more of a a restart. Yeah, and, I like, and everything that goes down comes back up. So yes, yes, nothing, nothing really stays in the ditch forever. I agree. You know what? And the perfect metaphor to describe it. Uh, to my sports fans out there, it's just like the NFL, the NBA, you know, some of those franchise teams, right? You know, everybody's not going to be at the top winning championships forever. We saw Golden State, you know, before the NBA season kind of came to a screeching halt. We saw where literally this year the Golden State Warriors went from dominating the NBA for the past three, four years to now like being at the very bottom of the bottom. And they are clearly in a rebuild right now. You know, they still have some star pieces that they have, you know, but they're rebuilding. NFL teams go through it all the time. So I look at the wrestling promotions like that. You know, it's like uh, they're all going through their rebuilds and, you know, they're going to all rise back to the top. But I I love being a wrestling fan today because of the fact that there's so many great promotions. I mean, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse at the same time because, like, as a fan, I can admit sometimes it's like, it's so much wrestling that it's hard yeah. to keep up with everybody. So I try to keep up with and follow tabs on who I can, what matches I can, but uh, I definitely. I if someone, if someone is a, and that's why to me, that it's not really the company you're at that matters. Mm-hmm. It's, it's what you do with yourself. So if I have these independent fans that loved me, they're going to follow my career wherever I go. You yes. know what I mean? So you have to develop, you can't rely on the company you're at to, to give you the fans you have. You have to develop your own fans, and then they're going to, if they like you that much, they're going to follow you wherever you go. So I have a couple of fans that I know, even if they don't like Ring of Honor, they're going to watch it because of me, yes. just to see me. So it, it's about establishing those uh, relationships. And like I was saying earlier, like letting the fans know you appreciate them. I didn't understand that before. I didn't let people know that I appreciate I did appreciate it, but I didn't let people know. Now I make it very clear to thank people for even just, you know, following along on social media. Like, thank you. That's you you have to let everyone know that every little thing does matter and adds up. And I, I think I with the companies too, like everybody wants to jump on the new hot company. You know what I mean? Yeah. We all have that. We all have that desire, but you have to think about too, at the end of the day, I think it's cooler to say, Hey, I was with this company when they were at the bottom and I helped build them up. I was, I was part of the journey of building us back up. That's a cool thing to say. Yes. You know? I- I totally agree. And, 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 you know, while we're on the subject of rebuilding, 
Uh, this kind of ties into really like, I guess, the final part of my question for you before we transition into a really cool segment I think you'll enjoy. Um, as you know, WWE recently, as of a few days ago, uh, because we know that they're a company that has a lot of talent. And recently they did budget cuts and they released a lot of talent. I heard about that. It was a very sad day in the wrestling world for a lot of people because there were people who had been with them for years and unfortunately fell to those budget cuts. So a lot of fans, you know, albeit we were sad, there were a lot of people, at least from what I saw in comments and replies, automatically they were like, oh, AEW, AEW, they'll pick them up, AEW and this and that. Um, but as someone representing Ring of Honor and, and and as we just talked about, literally rebuilding and, and wanting to be a cornerstone for this company, a company you like and you're proud of, what who are some notable names that you might have seen on that list or heard about on that list that you would love to either wrestle with in Ring of Honor or, dare I say, just see come and help build that cornerstone in Ring of Honor? I'm gonna be honest. I don't really know who's on that list. I've heard. I don't. I don't do much on social media. I'm banned from Twitter, so I don't. Uh, <laughs> what? I don't see much on Twitter? Yeah. Uh, I can get on and like search things, but I don't have an account of my own that I can, you know, follow people and things like that. Um, so I don't really keep up with like the uh, drama. I guess, but that's not really drama. That's that's real stuff. But I don't. I've heard a couple. Give me a couple people. I genuinely don't really know. Okay, so it was it was a pretty big list. I mean, it wasn't all just wrestling talent. Of course, there were like you know there producers was like and stuff. producers, things like that, and some who were furloughed. Who was some of the talent? Like uh, talent? So off of the top, let's see the female talent. Off the top, we had uh, Sarah Logan from the Riot Squad. Oh, that's she sad. was a part of that list. Um, uh, oh, who was um, Diana Perrazzo. She, uh, she, she, I hope she comes back. I hope she comes back to Ring of Honor. She, because yeah. at the end of the day, she really is probably one of the uh prime women that built Women of Honor. Wow, wow. She See, had, she, I think it was her and Mandy had one of the first, not one of the first female matches, but that was when they first, I think, started calling it Women of Honor and trying to make it its own division. So yeah. I, I would hope that she comes back. She's she's one of the best wrestlers. She's one of the best female wrestlers. She is. And I, wrestlers. I really do. Uh, I enjoy her work a lot. I follow her as well. And I mean, it was it was tough to find that one out. That one hurt me the most, definitely. That's sad to see, too, because I know how hard she worked to get there. Yeah. You know what I mean? She was an indie girl that was just busted her ass and was doing, you know, yeah. show after show after show. And she finally got there. And then that, you know, that is sad. Yeah, but, yeah. And 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 what from the to my understanding of the news when that happened is that some of them are able. I didn't hear much about the wrestlers as far as like the the staff goes. Some of them were furloughed, so they'll they'll be back when things are back to a norm. Some of them have the open door to come back if 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 open. Uh, I guess with the wrestling talent, it's more like some of them they will try to contact to come back, and some of them it's kind of like. You know, because you had uh, Maria and Mike Kanellis a part of that list. Um, I know Maria did some really great things with Ring of Honor as well, uh, yeah. her time there. So it probably would be nice to see her, you know, come on back. You know, um, there was there was so many people. Uh, like I said, Leo Rush was uh, that was another one that impacted. He's amazing. That, 
Yeah, that shocked a lot of people when they found that one out. But he's so young, much like you, that people are like, hey, he's going to be all right because he's got a... That's the thing with Deanna, too, is like the, she's built herself up so much on her own that they don't need a company to to do their thing. Leo, yeah. that'd be awesome if Leo came back. Yeah, I would love to see Leo. Man, I was... You, I remember Leo I, from CZW. Like, I, I rarely mark out for matches, but I remember it was him. <laughs> it, was, it was Tim versus Joey Janela. Yes. I think it was like a ladder match. It was crazy. It was the craziest match I've ever seen live. Oh, man. I'm and he to... had his entrance, like, with his... He had that crazy entrance. Like, CZW was awesome back in the day. Yes. Awesome. Yeah, I believe. And, and, you know, he's... Uh, Again, he's he's. I, I appreciate personally. Again, as a as a media person, as a fan, I appreciate people like yourself, people like Leo Rush, who actually take the time to interact, you know, with the fans. And like, you know, Leo was before all the the crazy thing, and that's and, and it's probably why um his is one of the ones that affected me because literally like the night before that news went down, he was on live chatting with fans. And like, yeah, and he was just so energetic. I mean, he was chatting. I kept trying to get in there. I, I guess I couldn't get picked. He, I know he saw the comments though, you know, because he. But it's what do you do when it's like 200 plus people? I get it. Uh, but like, he was so nice and positive, and I almost just, wonder if they don't like that. You, you know, know what I mean, I almost wonder if they don't like people doing their own uh, marketing and social media and well, kind that's, of interacting with the fans. That's an interesting question there because, I mean, uh, you know, I know you guys are, are contractors, independent contractors, you know, in what you do. So, in a way, there's nothing really – I don't I see do anything that. wrong with it, but I, I could understand, I guess, in a corporate sense uh, because I guess out of all the promotions, WWE is more like public and corporate-like. Yeah. So, I could understand where people would, you know, say and think such a thing. But I don't know. It just – it seems pretty weird to, to really try to – Hope that, because like I said, he was being very positive, and then the next thing you know, even when he found out the news, you could see the difference in him that day from the day before. Like he wasn't smiling like he was the day before, but he was in such great spirits and handled it so yeah. maturely that I, I couldn't help but commend what he was going through. And really, every every talent that got released ha actually handled it very well. I'm uh, sure everyone was prepared for it to possibly happen everybody in the company. So it's not like it was a sh just a, a shock to anyone. They, they knew there was a chance they could get released. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. And um, Drake Maverick probably is the one people talked about the most uh, because he had a very emotional video uh, in tears just about. He was holding him back, you could tell. but I always call him Spud. Spud, yes. Rockstar Spud. Yeah, well, Pete, that's, Rockstar. That's, that's the guy I know. I don't know who Drake Maverick is. But yeah, see, I, I hate it, when WWE changes their names. And, like, when you say Sarah Logan, I'm like, you mean Crazy Mary Dobson? Like, that's... You see? You see? I don't and, know who these people are. Again, and, and that's why it's like... And see, I feel bad because, like, a lot of times, man, uh, being such a person who grew up in WWE... I'm not what they call the WWE mark. That's not me, yeah. you know? Because, I, like I said, I love... I know about Ring of Honor. I know about Impact Wrestling. I know about AEW, and I follow all of them. I, I love them. I watch them. I support them. Uh, but, of course, you know, I guess you could say my WWE genes are so strong, I guess, from watching it for so long. But yet, it's it's so tough, you know, trying to – because I see where they kind of just – it's almost like they don't care as much as they used to, or I don't know what it is, but, like – they water down a lot of characters. They water down a lot of the wrestling moves and things like that. And it's 
it's tough to see that. You know, I'm, I, you know, as a media person, uh, you know, I spoke with some media people, so I learned a lesson not to really try to bash. So I would never bash WWE. My listeners do know I'll criticize a little bit, but I won't necessarily bash them. But I will criticize like if, if I don't like what they what they doing on TV. Well, you I, know what? Miss- we need the criticisms. I used to get offended by it, but it's like every critique I've ever gotten, I'm looking back and I'm so glad I got it because I I, I needed that or I wouldn't have the motivation to get any better. Yeah. I, like, I needed everyone to tell me how bad I was in the beginning wow. to make me angry and to make me do something about it, you know? Yeah. If not, I, I would have stayed at the same place and never gotten any better. So. That's true. That's true. And 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 like I said, I, I, I'm all about positivity. I'm a positive kind of guy, if you can't tell. I mean, I will criticize in a, in a nice way. You know, I, I try to do it in a nice way, you know, of not course. in a way where I'm just like, ah, you know, they're this, they're that. But um, yeah, I mean, as far as right now, I mean, um, that's pretty much most of what I had for you on today with that. And I, I'm, I'm going to transition to a good segment. But I guess uh, one final question would be, um, how soon do you want that Ring of Honor Women's Championship? Well, I don't even know what's happening with it because we were supposed to have a tournament. Mm-hmm. That got canceled. So uh, I'm, I'm hoping they just reschedule the tournament is what I assume will happen. Uh, I would like it. You like it. Yeah. I would like it. Yeah. I've seen it. It's it's gonna look it would look small on me because <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at it and I'm thinking, man, I must be a lot bigger than everybody else because I did, did for some reason this looks <laughs> smaller. <laughs> like, I guess I'm just a giant and don't realize I'm a giant. Well, you but, know, uh, I that's funny you should mention that because like one thing I get about AEW is like when I saw their women's championship for the first time, I was like, Man, that's a tiny looking belt. I don't know why they make the women's one smaller than the men's belt. It's crazy. Yeah, like, I mean, because the WWE ones, when I look at their women's titles, they look, you can see a difference between it, but it looks bigger. Like, you know what I mean? But they, you can tell they made it big enough where it doesn't look like the men's one, but it's big enough where you can tell the difference between the the two, you know? The the girl in uh, AEW, Rio? Did you say Rio? Rio, yes. Rio, yes. And Nyla Rose. She's so yeah. tiny. Yes. You know what's crazy? Nyla. So I started uh, on the indies with Nyla. Uh-huh. So I've known her since. She was actually. Nyla was my first match. Wow. Yeah. Oh. One of, my, one of my closest friends in wrestling. I don't I don't talk to her that much anymore. But one of my closest. Such a sweet girl. Such a sweet girl. Helped me so much. Uh, she looks so ginormous. With that time. With, but she's actually like my height. Like she's not maybe. I think I might be like an inch taller than her. Wow. Okay. Yeah. She might. Yeah. She's a little bigger. She's a little bigger, but mm-hmm. like, just it's it it's crazy with wrestling like comparisons. Like it's all about who you're in there with, how big you look, how small you look. Yeah. That I mean, is tiny. It's crazy. Yeah, and it's just crazy. That's why I said she made that title, I guess, look bigger because of how tiny she was. But like once you saw Nyla with it, it was like, man, that's a small looking title. Like yeah. <laughs> it's like it's it's tiny. So. Hopefully, That's how I uh, think of me with the women of our belts. I'm like, oh, I'm going to look really fat. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, listen, listen. We know you're far from that, so that's the great news I'm about sorry, that. I'm sorry, not fat, so, you know? huge. Yeah, you know, I can understand that portion. So it's like, yeah. but but sometimes it's good. I guess it's good to look bigger than the title sometimes. You know, it, it, it's like, because again, given your character and how you are, it's gonna be hard to get that title away from you when uh when when that title's around your waist. Like, I, I, I get you know, it. 
They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to like literally fight you to to take that title from. Yeah. I can tell. I can tell just off of how the character is. I'm like, yeah. What's good funny, luck I used to always. Do. I used to always think I wanted to wrestle with the guys, and I do. Mm-hmm. But they're. I don't ever want to be. I. I I, I've heard about myself, like, oh, she doesn't want to wrestle the girls. It's like, that's not the case at all. I just don't want to be told that there's some there, there's certain people I can't wrestle. I want to be able to wrestle whoever. You know what I'm saying? Totally. I don't ever want to be told I can't wrestle this or I can't wrestle. I want to wrestle whatever I want. So I want to wrestle the girls and the guys. You so know? it's glad you brought that up because I guess that forms this as the final question really is. How do you feel about the state of inter- intergender wrestling in pro wrestling? Because that seems to be a debate these days as far as you got a lot of the older school wrestlers from back in the day that are like, no, you know, like Tessa Blanchard, for example, when she, you know, being the TNA Impact champion, a woman, the men with the men's championship, you know, like making history on that side of things, you know, like how do you, how do you feel about that? I mean, because we saw China back in the day. She was the Intercontinental Women's Champion. And then we saw her in the women's division with the women's title and it was like a mismatch, you know, and, and she had to just kind of retire the title a little bit. So like, how do you feel about intergender wrestling to this day in 2020? I think it should be a choice because there are girls that don't want to do that. And that's fine. And there are guys that don't want to do that and that's fine. But you know, you just, it's for people that say it's unbelievable. It just, it doesn't make sense to me. If, 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 how come Rey Mysterio could wrestle The Undertaker? Ah, yes. And that's believable to you, but I can't wrestle Rey Mysterio? <laughs> True. You know what I mean? True. What, yes. what is, what's the unbelievable factor that the women are smaller? Because that's not always the case. I'm bigger than a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and, and then you could say, oh, well, uh, you shouldn't be able to wrestle big guys then. That's not believable. Well, Fighting is not about size at the end of the day. It's about, uh, I always say, crazy wins fights. Mm, Someone okay. that can take a lot of shit. Where I'm not, I, I talk about myself like I'm tough. I'm not physically that tough. I'm tough because I can take a beating. You can't, it, it's very hard to, I guess it's very hard to tap me out of life. You know what I mean? I could take a lot of shit. That's what makes me tough. I'm not tough because I can beat somebody up that has nothing to do with it i'm tough because i can handle a lot of shit and i think i'm mentally tougher than a lot of the guys and that's why i like to get in the ring with them because i like to show them that i can do anything they can do but at the end of the day it should be a choice you choose who you wrestle you know yeah you don't want to do something you shouldn't have to do it but i think intergender wrestling is taking over look at look at youtube look at the Look at the views the intergender matches get, you know? It's, yes. It speaks for itself. And no matter what reason people are watching it, they're still watching it. They're watching it. So you it's getting attention. You can't hate that. Yeah. You know, hey, remember, all, all press is all good press. All press is press. <laughs> so we got a real dope segment, actually. Really, really dope segment on Lights of Botch. This you will appreciate as a wrestling talent because I know that really – you guys appreciate these the most because you go you go out there and you live this. You guys are legit either babyface or heel. So dedicated to you guys, I created this segment on the show, Listener's Love, and it's called Babyface or Heel. Uh, how this segment really goes is I bring some topics. Most times, they're usually non-wrestling related. And what I do is you just choose the option on if you're going to go babyface or if you're going to go heel on that particular subject. Now, this version is going to be a special quarantine edition 
of baby face or heel. So all of these are quarantine related. And I want you to just choose on if you're baby face or if you're healed about it. All right. Okay. Okay. So the first question is quarantine birthday celebrations. Given that we've seen a lot of birthdays going on right now, people who have been in this current quarantine situation celebrating a birthday, uh, would you go babyface on that or heal on the idea of just celebrating? I actually spent my birthday. Really? In this situation, yeah. Uh, I don't really, I'm not a big birthday person anyway. Like, I don't like to celebrate birthdays. Mm-hmm. So, heal. Heal? Wow. I think I'm going to say heal for a lot of this because I'm <laughs> literally a heal. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know what's so funny? That's normally like the total heal. Everybody loves to be the heel on this show. So, that's normally. <laughs> The direction everybody goes. It's rare that we get baby faces. So let's let's keep going on this one then. So let's what about the stay at home quarantine concerts? As you've seen, uh I believe iHeartRadio did something once where they had like a lot of known celebrities and they were like literally at home, just like you and me, and like lounged out at home clothing, just like doing concerts at home. Like, what are your thoughts on the idea of that? I hate to say it, but I'm, and I, at least I'm honest about it. I'm very self-centered mm-hmm. and it's horrible, but I, I have self-awareness and I can admit that I'm, and I typically don't care to watch other people do. <laughs> it's so horrible. It's so horrible. Like, that's why I do YouTube. Like, I'd rather film myself doing something than like watch some, It's, and it's horrible because it doesn't, it doesn't allow me to open my brain up very much, but I don't, I've never been a concert person. I don't really I like music, but I, I don't know. I guess I like the the live. Not that I go to a lot of concerts, but if I'm going to, it's for the it's for the audience. Like if I'm gonna watch a wrestling show, it's because I like the atmosphere of the crowd. I don't care about the wrestling as much as I do the atmosphere. Yes, yes. Okay, so that's definitely seems kind of heel ish, you know. Heel. Um, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say sometimes every now and then, you know, I'll have a question and you know people go tweener a little bit, you know. Kind of baby face, kind of bad, you know, heel, but we'll go, we'll go heel with that one. So as someone has, who is a awesome workout warrior, this definitely goes for you. Um, what do you feel about stay at home gym life right now? Like that being the new norm at the moment, just working out at home. Um, I think it's, I don't think it's as bad as people are making it out to be because at the end of the day, if you're lazy, you're lazy. You know what I mean? If you you yeah. can find a you can work out in any circumstance. Everybody has a phone. They can look up workouts on their phone. They can put a workout video on the TV on their phone. They can follow it. You, anybody can work out without weights. Yes. You don't so, you don't or equipment. You don't need equipment. Like and body weight exercises are the best ones to do. So I think it's a good opportunity for everybody to learn how to work out without needing all this unnecessary shit. It's like shit that helps, but you don't need it. You're you can figure it out on your own. Um, yes. And actually, for me, it kind of came at a good time because I'm not really trying to bulk up right now. I'm just trying to cut down. Mm-hmm. So I don't really need the heavy weights at this moment. So it didn't it honestly didn't affect me too much. Um, but for someone that maybe is trying to put on uh, mass, that might be a bad uh, thing to happen. <laughs> well, I agree. You can yeah. literally you can, you can like I, I was thinking, man, if if I need a heavy weight, I'm going to have to pick up my pit bull. And start like squatting with her in my arms. Wow, that's and unique. I have nothing else heavy to lift, yeah. <laughs> I think it's good. 
good to force people to go outside and get your cardio outside. Like I take the dog on a long walk every day, and that's that's my cardio. Damn. Um, and I prefer that than sitting on a treadmill. But I am excited to get back to the gym. I will say that. <laughs> it will be fun. It will be yes. fun. So that's definitely kind of baby face, believe it or not. That, that's is. a baby face reaction. So we're going to go baby face there. Yeah. Um, to me, the gym, is, it's 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 not even a gym. Like, I can do the workouts at home. But to me, it's just having the activity every day of leaving the house. Because I'm a wrestler. I don't go to a 9-to-5 job every day. So to me, the gym is my 9-to-5 job. I Sometimes I'll sit at the gym for six hours because I have nothing else to do. And that, to me, is fun. Awesome. You know yeah. you're in the right industry when you enjoy just working out and dieting and eating right and watching wrestling. You know what I mean? That's there you, go. you have to like. I definitely yeah. like the working out more than the watching wrestling, but trying to <laughs> trying to switch over my interests it's hard. Yeah, I understand. I mean, that's a good transition though. That's really good. So the final question actually within that one would be people. And like I said, this probably isn't necessarily you right now, but there are. This has been a thing. Uh, people who have been dating via quarantine, like literally taking quarantine dates, like I don't like that. <laughs> that's definitely a heel on that. I don't. I just don't like seeing the world dive so deep into. Uh, technology because I'm not a technology person mm-hmm. you know what I mean I have my couple things I know how to use like I don't I don't like being reliant on it like yeah. I even told my parents I said if you don't hear from me for a couple of days it's not because I'm ignoring you it's just because I don't want to use technology like I just like to shut it off sometimes because it literally is brainwashing us and controlling us our phones and computers and like I just I don't like to be so uh, reliant on something that could be taken away from me at any time yes you know what I mean? Like the outdoors are never going to be taken away from you, but your phone could easily break or you could lose it or technology could just shut down. The, yeah. I, I think like the ca- caveman, um, <laughs> but I think it's, it's, it's easier to do stuff online. So if we get too attached to it, we're going to like forget how to be humans, Yeah. which is what has already happened. Honestly, it's already happened, but so, I'm trying to separate it. Okay. So that's crazy. People are dating. They just, so they're just they're just on FaceTime dating and yeah yeah it was just kind of like a you know just a, you know whether it's just for fun or whether it's like a legit thing like that's kind of what people are doing right now like I don't trust that though because you know like I just don't trust phones like I I meet people in person it's like because you don't know they could literally have a, a, a filter on there like, I don't trust anything I don't, if I talk to someone on the phone I'm like I don't know if that's actually them <laughs> that's true that's true you know you, you gotta. Know. You got to see, you got to believe, you got to, you know, feel, touch, take, all that yes. stuff, you know? So I, I totally understand. Uh, hopefully things are back to a norm very, very sooner than later. Uh, but hope. that is the thing. But Miss Maria Manic, it has been a pleasure and an honor to have you on the show. Um, man, thank you so much because everybody that comes on the show, we look at his family. You're officially family. We appreciate you. We so look much. forward to basically what's going to happen from here on with your career uh going forth definitely future ring of honor need, women's champion you already we need know. to have a set in like six months from now we need to do an interview because i like to when i do yeah. want an interview with someone i like to keep up with it because then i can go back and listen and like see <laughs> how much there's one interview uh, there's one a podcast i've done like i do once a year every december uh-huh. since i started and it's just every time i talk to them it's like i'm a different person every time i talk to them yes yes we will definitely 
definitely have you back on. I love to see wrestlers progress. Uh, even my progress. I mean, shoot, yeah. this, this is, this, I'm still young in this podcasting thing. People don't understand that. Like you're always getting smarter and better at what you do. Getting better and smarter, man. And I've learned a lot. So we're, we're going to keep moving. We're going to grow together. So definitely we will have you back on the show. Definitely. How Go can ahead. I, and, how can I watch this? Uh, yes. So this Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, as you listen, this is all things Life's a Botch podcast on YouTube, on Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, you can also find this on OTSGuys.com, OTSGuys.com. The, this is like our network that we are under. So the Life's a Botch podcast is branched by the OTS network. You just go to OTSGuys.com. It'll show you. Everything related, it'll take you straight to the YouTube and all that good stuff. Just send and, me a text uh, me a link. I sure will. I sure will. And uh, sure. while we're on the subject of sharing links and all that good stuff, even though we know Miss Maria is not that much of a technology person, we do know you are definitely having some socials out there. So go ahead and yeah. tell people where they can find you. Um, let fans know where they can support you. You know, I'm not sure if you have any merch on Pro Wrestling Tees yet or anything, but I know I that's. I did, but. Uh, now my stuff's just on the Ring of Honor site. On the Ring of uh, Honor site? Okay. So to, I have a couple t-shirts on there, sweatshirts. You just go to Ring of Honor, and then you go to the roster, and you find my name, and then you get a link right to it. Um, okay. And then Instagram is the Maria Manic, And then YouTube, just look up Maria Manic, and I have a YouTube page. And uh, that's about it. I have a Facebook, but I'll be honest, I don't really. Last time I was using Facebook was in, like, seventh grade. So <laughs> I don't really remember how to use that properly, but. Yeah, face, Facebook has kind of just slow. It's it's there. It's really just there. That's kind of if what it was the same format as it was when I was first on it, I would know mm -hmm. how to use it. But I just don't like switching formats because I just am lazy. There's, there's no other excuse except I'm lazy. But to be honest, between you and me, Facebook is Instagram right now. They're literally that connected. Cause really? Facebook, yeah, Facebook actually bought Instagram out uh, some years ago. Uh, so. Once they did that, that's actually, it's because of Facebook. That's why we go live on Instagram. So anytime you're live on Instagram, that feature came through Facebook buying Instagram. So, yeah. Everything's so, connected. Wrestling <laughs> companies, they're all connected. They're all yeah, the same thing. Yeah, we're all connected in some kind of, even with us podcasters, man. That's, we're all connected. Uh, without <laughs> you, we'd be nothing. <laughs> well, without, without people you, that promote us, we're nothing at all. Come on, and without you guys, we don't have a show or anything to talk about most times. So, you know, thank you for allowing, you know, people who may just be fans of you and don't even know about us. And they're like, yo, I like this guy. He's a crazy host. I want to I wanna check out his, more of his shows. Well, thanks, guys. I do appreciate that. And uh, as always, once again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is your favorite neighborhood prince of botch, and you have officially been Peace.